to another episode of the Breathe In Podcast, a daily devotional through the Bible to help you read and love God's Word. I'm Neil, here with Stephen, and today we find ourselves in Hebrews chapter 6, and uh, I'm trying to like keep pages in my Bible and different cards so I don't lose my spot, and I've lost all my spots. <laughs> oh well. You must have gone apostate. I'm, oh man, oh well there's a, there is the segue. Uh, today in Matthew chapter 6, we have one of those... Um, we have one of those passages that scare people. One of those, those scary passages. Uh, found in chapter 6, verse 4. Uh, I guess 4 through 6. Let me, let me read that real quick. Yeah. Uh, this is what the author of Hebrews says. For it is impossible to renew to repentance those who were once enlightened, who tasted the heavenly gift, who shared in with the Holy Spirit, who tasted God's good word, and the powers of the coming age, and who have fallen away. This is because to their own harm, they are re-crucifying, they're re-crucifying the Son of God and holding him to contempt. Mm. Uh, so I think this is one of those passages that I think has a lot of bad interpretation. Oh, yeah. Because I think people say, oh, well, see, here's a passage that says you can lose your salvation. Yeah. Uh, because it talks about... Uh, to renew repentance, that you were once enlightened, you once tasted, you once shared. Uh, and so there's this idea that some people, I think, wrongly attribute this. of like, yeah, you were once a Christian and then you denied the faith. You right. became apostate. Um, we don't believe that's what's happening here. Yeah, I don't believe that's the short answer. Yeah. I think these are incredibly strong warnings to the believer. Um, but because... It can be confusing or um, not not as clear, right? We have a, a hermeneutical principle that we follow, right? Yeah. How do we interpret the scriptures? Well, we let scripture interpret scripture. So what is clear helps us to understand what may feel less unclear, right? Yeah. And I think there's lots of passages that we can go to to clarify this text itself. Yeah, so I think some of the passages in, like John, mm -hmm. uh, John, I think John chapter 10, where Jesus says, no one can take them out of my hand. Right. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. My sheep, my hear, sheep my hear my voice. They right. recognize my voice. They follow me. Uh, they can't be taken out of my hand. Jesus, in his uh, high priestly prayer, uh, basically said, those you've given me, I've kept. Yeah. You know, except for, you know, the son of destruction. Right. right? So Judas. Judas. Um, so... We have these passages like Romans chapter 8. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Right. So all these passages and verses talk about how we can't lose our faith. Yeah. And so if we can't lose our faith, this passage, which is a little bit more complex than those other straightforward passages, have to mean has to mean something else. Yeah, because Scripture doesn't contradict itself. Because we don't believe Scripture can contradict right. itself. So if we're seeing a contradiction, the problem's always going to be with us, not yeah. with the Scriptures themselves. But there are some other texts that help inform the way we should view this, right? I think First John two nineteen as an example. Yeah. First so John two nineteen says, uh, "They went out from us, but they did not belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us." Yeah. So basically, once again, affirming that you can't lose your salvation. That if you are saved, then you are going to remain saved. Um, but he is still talking in First John about people who were in the church, right? Who left the church, and I think 
I think that's what he, the author of Hebrews is doing too. He says, you have tasted God's good word and the powers of the coming age, uh, but you've fallen away, right? So you've experienced the gifts of God by being right. with the people of God. Well, yeah. Even even when you think of like repentance or turning away, Right. First John also says like God's commands are not burdensome. Mm. Like there are there are good effects of turning away from sin, uh, even if you don't know Jesus. Yeah, I mean you can't do it fully, obviously, but you can. You'd be like, oh wow, I once was an alcoholic. Right. Well, now I'm no longer an alcoholic. You can kind of taste those blessings, mm-hmm. um, but still not know Christ. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. and, and Thomas Watson, an old Puritan, would call those counterfeit repentance. Yes. Right? So yeah. you experience the the worldly sorrow that it helps to helps to get you to make some we'll say behavioral modifications but what's what's needed in the heart hasn't taken place Hmm. and i and i think that's what the author of hebrews is really getting at when he says like these people they're re-crucifying the son of god uh, holding him up for contempt and so you know what we don't want to do is think that it's our works that heal us that rescue us that restore us. Um, but we can experience, we can even experience some change by being around the people of God. Yeah. Or, or seeing the blessing of, and the encouragement of the right. Holy spirit working in people. This is why we say, man, we, we, we invite people in our church. Like if, if they're curious about God, hang around a bit. Yeah. But see, seek him here, <laughs> seek, seek him here and see the, the benefit of, of a spirit filled people. Yeah. Uh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Right. And then, join us uh, so they can see that and experience it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, this also reminds me of the passage in Matthew. We were kind of talking about a little bit where Jesus says, um, you know, many, many have cried out, Lord, Lord. Right. And Mm -hmm. they've done works in my name, the miracles in my name, cast out demons in my name, but I will say to them, depart from me. I never knew you. Yeah. But in that passage in Matthew chapter seven and in this passage, he uses this, you know, both authors use a bit of a a mirrored illustration yeah. of what's your fruit. Right. So in Hebrews chapter six, he talks about uh, these these false converts or these false repenters. Uh, if it produces thorns and thistles, it is worthless and about to be cursed, and at the end will be burned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jesus said in Matthew chapter seven, "You shall recognize them by their fruit." Yeah. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, he's even talking about people who were a part of the community of faith being wolves, and then you'll know them by their fruit. So in in both cases, you say, okay, well, how do I know if this is me? It's like, well. What's the fruit? What's your fruit? Is it good fruit or is it thorns and thistles? Yeah. You know, and and I think that's extremely helpful. And, And again, like, what are you, what are you continually going back to? for forgiveness, uh, for, for renewal, right? Are you going to the sun or are you going to your efforts? I mean, you think about this, Stephen, the, the Pharisees, right? They applied a lot of biblical principles, Mm. um, but they did not believe in the sun. And so as a result, they experienced, you know, uh, the, the casting out Mm. effect, right? Mm -hmm. Um, what we don't want people to believe, especially in our church, what we're not trying to do is make a bunch of Pharisees, right? That, mm-hmm. And what, what is being described, I think, from the author of Hebrews is essentially there are a group of people that he's addressing 
who are being air conditioned on their way to hell, mm-hmm. right? Because they do not know, truly know the son who you know matters <laughs> in this case, right? And what your fruit is will reflect who has your heart. Yeah. There's, there's a great passage by Paul it says, uh, you know, well, one, the work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah. Or is it Peter who says uh, to, you know, basically prove your calling and your election? What passage am I thinking of? Second mm, um, Peter, uh, I think two. I'm going to, I'm going to do my quick, um, quick Google search. Oh yeah. Your, your Google I'm ordinance. Yeah. Go- Google ordinance. Yeah. So <laughs> it is, it is in Peter. Which one? Uh, two. One ten. Ah, it's close. Brethren, give diligence to make your calling and your election sure. So if we do these things, you will never fall. Mm. Um, so this idea of like, yeah, we work, but we work through the power of the Spirit. We work in repentance. We work in trusting Christ and not trusting in our works. Mm. And so I think that's important. So, so if we were to whittle <laughs> this down, give one an application, what might, what might we say? Uh, work. To make your calling and your election sure. Yeah. Have have good fruit. Yeah. Trust in Christ and not in your works. Mm. Uh, and you won't have to worry about this. Yeah. You, you know, I, I just want to encourage you. If you maybe you're sitting here in doubt, uh, you know, what what where am I at? You know, when we continue to reading in chapter six, mm. um, the author gives us two unchangeable <clears throat> truths that we can cling to. One is that God does not lie. Yeah. Verse 18. Yeah. And then two is that Jesus is the hope and the anchor of our souls. Mm-hmm. He entered the Holy of Holies on our behalf and did the work. So when we go back to that foundation, then we can be assured of our forgiveness and our salvation. Yeah. Um, and that, that's good news. Cling good. to that. Yeah. Well, that's the breathe in. Why don't I breathe out in prayer? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that that you have sent the son who has done the work that we could never do. That is him that secures us, not our own efforts Lord. but we should still work out our calling. We should still uh, work out our salvation with fear and trembling. So Lord, I pray that our people and us would produce good fruit, that thorns and thistles would not be attributed to us, um, but good fruit that um, is marked by faithful repentance. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your grace. So in your name we pray. Amen. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the Breathe In podcast. We hope you're edified and encouraged today. We'll catch you next time with Hebrews chapter 7.